That's um, the one with poppy, the poppy fields on it? Uh, no, that's actually structure. Uh. Hey guys, Billy Hatridge coming at you. Listen, we do apologize greatly for getting this episode to y'all almost two months late. There's been a lot going on in the lives of all four of us. Joey has started his job uh, working, and my wife and I, we just had a little baby. Uh, she showed up about a month early, so that really threw some timelines off. This 50th episode is huge for us. We, we appreciate all of y'all sticking around for 25-something full episodes, 25 minisodes, two years worth of podcasts. There's not a lot of podcasts out there who can claim to have done that much. And we couldn't have done it without the audience, without the listeners, without all those who like the page, who subscribe, rate, and review. Guys, keep doing what you're doing. We really do appreciate it. And from the bottom of our hearts, we're sorry we got this episode to y'all so late. And we hope you can be forgiving and uh, enjoy. Oh, one more side note. We did lose a little bit of audio with this episode. About an hour in during the mini-sode segment the computer shut down and so there's about 10 minutes missing so if you hear it jump that's what's going on anyways guys arrivederci sayonara buenos dias buenos noches all that good stuff uh this is billy and i appreciate you guys well we gather around on this night to share some stories while you catch your flight so that's short it's not too long it's perfect for your morning run or if you're on the yard, or if you're inside your car, and I just hope that wherever you are, you'll be a part of our chance conversation. Rob, how's that espresso coming, bud? Oh man, it's awesome. If you've ever thought about combining espresso it? with uh, are you laughing it up? What what are you doing with the? Uh, the is it, are you done making the espresso? Uh, yeah. So what what's that clacking noise that we're getting on our end? It's like a loud, a loud like. Mixing the ice cream up in, so it's more of an espresso vanilla ice cream shake. Okay, let us know when you're ready to record. <laughs> yeah, in case you need to like some peanuts. Uh, say, because Rob, we eat a bag of chips. <laughs> We've got we've got the video running. We've got the podcast recording. Like all we're waiting on is for your your cutting the first twenty choice. minutes from the recording. Well, I've got all my recording. Okay, I think I think we're good now. You have your snacks sorted out. Is that your hosting? Uh, that's up to y'all. Do y'all does somebody want to host? I don't have a host pick. I mean, I can. I've got a host pick. I didn't know how we wanted to do the host pick. I haven't. I hadn't thought that far. I'm trying to find. Uh, apparently, I do not have the Facebook app on my iPad to check in on my save links, but it doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Are y'all cool with me hosting? Y'all yeah. want to swap host responsibility? You want Rock Rob it. the host? Rock it, Billy. Rob, all oh, right. Man. Listen, we're about to begin. Yep. So whatever, <laughs> whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> are you are you are you juggling up? I, I, I finished my espresso milkshake, so we're good there. <laughs> we're gonna be having some slurps here in a minute. Or spiking all over the place. <laughs> God bless. Hang on, hang on. We're hitting red a bunch, and I have a feeling that's going to kick us in the butt here in a minute. Yeah, I normalize that. As long as we don't have that background, hun, I'm happy. All right. I think that's going to help a little bit. We're not spiking. Uh, Rob, you still there? Rob, Rob you still there? Oh, I didn't know if that was a question for me. Yes, I'm still here, of course. I'm carrying my phone around. Sit down. Go sit down. Well, I mean, we're trying to get an audio Okay. Um, One second on something. I was looking for something before I sat down. Okay, well, Rob, you... you... You let us know. You let us know when you are ready to start recording, bud. We're, yeah, we're coming up now on four o'clock. If you need to go down to the store and pick up some items, you know, we'll wait around. If you need to go cracking some ice, or yep. Yeah, um, 
I'd go outside for a second. All right, now we're all good to go. I'm sitting down on my couch. I'm going to set this plastic bag that's going to make racket down. Okay, we're good. All right, you want to put your hound dogs and your parakeets up? <laughs> Your woodpeckers yeah. and all that stuff. I put the parakeet in the other room. We're all good. All right, Billy, start oh. it up. Robbie Jean Walker, are you ready? I, I said that. I thought I said that. <coughs> all right. We're totally good. <laughs> Let's see here. We're we're at twenty two minutes. All right, here we here we go. <laughs> There's me. Come on. Right, hang on. I'm gonna. I got my Wi-Fi off, so we shouldn't have any notifications. Let me turn off my speakers here. Um, get that going here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, undecided and questioning and everything in between. We want to welcome everyone to. What, what's that about? That's a weird way to say that. That's a weird way to say that? You're trying to be all inclusive. I am the, trying to be yeah. very inclusive. Of the gender. I do not neutral. want to include binary genders into this into this <laughs> podcasting audience. All right. I, I, I want to be inclusive and welcoming to all of our listeners. Makes sense. So long. <laughs> Me, Miyama. And we're losing. <laughs> Countries left and right. The numbers are dropping. No, we do want to welcome everybody to episode number... Yeah, 28. 28? Is this a full episode? Yeah, because we did the questionnaire. Episode 28. Um, For those of you who have not been following (coughs) our abstract numbering system, this is our 50th episode. It's not numbered 50. It's number 28. It's episode 28, but it's our 50th recording. Our 50th recording. That's a good way to put it. That they know about. Because we have a lot of those .5 episodes in there. Anyways, um, to make this a special episode for you guys, we've got a treat in store. Usually, uh, for any new listeners, the way this works is that we have six categories. Yes, we do. We roll the die to pick what categories we're going to talk about that night. But since this is our 50th, we decided that we're going to do a big mega episode, and we're going to hit all six Topics. All six of them. Or all six all right. categories, whatever you want to call them. Do, 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 do. Boom, 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 boom. All right. So with, um, I'm, I guess I need to introduce myself, don't I? There we go. We're off to a really bad start. Oh, this is brutal. Mm. Start mm. over if you want to. I think we're going to start over. Hey, Rob, <laughs> I'm going to bump down the volume on Rob here for a minute. There you go. You got... <laughs> You can't bump it down too much or the mic won't pick him okay. up. Okay. T- um, tell us something, Rob. Sally <clears throat> uh, sold seashells by, down by the seashore. There you go. That sounds wonderful. Talking at this volume puts us at the same thing. Does that not sound good to you? Okay. Are you no, not liking that? No, we're good. I'm looking at the green bars. What are you looking at? I'm, the spikes? No, I'm just... I, I just happen to know that it... Even though it looks the same... Rob always comes out a little weaker because of it's 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 not natural voice. It's, it's oh, a gotcha. digital. It's, voice. it's a digital. Okay, well we can bump them back up a little bit. Yeah. I, I like. We're that. almost back to where we were. So <laughs> that was a great three minute detour from the podcast to accomplish nothing. <laughs> can you cut like the video? I can stop everything. <laughs> No, leave the audio. I can stop everything. Yeah, I gotta go home. <laughs> Joey's wanting to go back to bed. Um, all right. Well, I told Rob I'd play Battlefield with him. I gotta do that. Well, you can't do that if Rob's also on the. All right. <laughs> He's gonna hear us shoot on the other side of the boat. I'm gonna play Battlefield and do the podcast at the same time. Yeah, let's have button clicking in the background. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, and all those in between and undecided, we want to welcome y'all to episode 28 of A Chance Conversation. Mm-hmm. I am tonight's host, Billy, and with me, as always, I have Russell. Hello. Joey. Hey. And on the phone, um, all the way from Conway, Arkansas, is Robbie. Yep, yep, 
Yeah, I'm here. I, I was thinking about your statement, uh, but no, gender confusion is a real thing. So. <laughs> Well, well, Rob, to, to jump right in here on the, on this topic, gender confusion, yes, is a real thing, but there are also gender identity issues when you take into account as well. Some people are not confused about their gender, and they have made an identity, and they have made an identification of the gender that they feel best represents who they are as a whole person. Yes. Hey, yeah. I wouldn't perceive that as being confusion. It's, it's being, uh, or being born as as one gender and then associating with another, but that doesn't sound like confusion to me. Confusion is not knowing either or. Well, no, no, but I, I'm, I, I am in full. To, 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 <laughs> nobody's saying that they're the same thing. There right. is a such thing as gender confusion. There are people out there that are confused about which gender they would rather identify with. That does not mean that that's the same as identifying differently than your sex. Doesn't mean you're confused. Okay, I, I, it's just I gender. Think we're agreed on all points. We can move on now. I was just curious. No, I'd like to tackle <laughs> this topic. Well, Rob, Rob just said that he was curious. <clears throat> it, it, Are it, you gender curious? No, no, uh, no. Uh, and and keep in mind, the word originally used was confusion. Uh, I don't know. Comes from Confucius. I, I suppose that gender curious could also be a thing. Uh. <laughs> I'm not really sure how that works. Listeners, we want to welcome everyone to this this very special episode. Very special. And in this episode, we all um, reveal our uh, no. Um, this is our fiftieth recorded episode. We have a lot of point five minisodes that are scattered throughout this series of a chance conversation. And even though this is named episode twenty eight, this marks our fiftieth episode of the podcast yes, it does. and so we're going to do things a little differently for any of you who are new to the podcast who don't know what we do normally at this point we roll three die and we let those numbers choose the topics six three dice three dice what did i say three die three die no we do not roll three die sorry we roll three dice and let those choose our <laughs> topics for the night but since this is our 50th episode uh, we have decided that we're going to just Work our way through all six categories to make sure that we get the chance to talk about everything that is on our minds, everything that is relevant, everything that we want to share to our listening audience. Um, and usually, number one, the first lot of the night is the host pick. And the host of that episode gets to talk about whatever they want to talk about, play a game, do trivia, do, do whatever. Um, and so... For this host pick, the way we're going to do it a little bit differently is we're all going to, I'm kind of opening it up to talk about the podcast for any new, new listeners. Okay. Use this as an opening for um, for any new listeners who are listening for the first time. They can kind of understand what the podcast is, who we are, what we're trying to accomplish, and what we've done in the past. Sounds good to me. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. And, and Rob, you on the phone, uh, feel free to jump in where, where you want to. Um, I think for, for Russell and I, Maybe more so than, than Rob and Joey at the start of this. We were big podcast listeners. Absolutely. And we were listening back and forth. And we had been meeting as a group uh, as for a guys' night and played board games and that and that such. And that such. <coughs> board games and the like for about a year before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And we decided this was just something to throw into that mix. Um, we felt like we have a kind of a wide array of interests and topics that we are all versed in. We, we are a very... Um, Limited color palette of individuals, <laughs> but uh, we have not, a lot of different not, backgrounds. Not ethnically diverse, but we are, our, our interests are diverse. At yes. the same time, a lot of our interests overlap. Um, some of us more than others with other of the four hosts, but I think all of us have a little bit of overlap with each of the four, but there's also certain things where we're, we're kind of on our own in certain aspects. Right. So, like Rob's deep, Rob's deep knowledge of the Battle of Hastings. Yes. Um, and gender Rob, issues. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do now, I think, at this point is um, we're all going to take turns talking about the highlights of the interest of the person to our right. Uh, okay, so here's how this works. Rob's on the phone. Rob. He's to your right. He's to my right. So Rob is our expert at fallout and history <laughs> and everything fallout and history related. Rob, what two topics or what few topics do you think Joey brings to the table the most? 
I'm going to go with the music. Yeah. Uh, so because you know he's a musician, he goes to a lot of shows. He stays up on trends. Uh, so definitely music. Do I, and do I stay up on the trends? I'm not sure. And uh, <laughs> we're going to go also with obscure horror, uh, B-horror movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. That's, that's, that, that, that's a good mix for sure. Uh, Joey, what do you think about Russell? What do you think he brings to the table? I think Russell brings overall a uh, kind of a, when we get in a big heated argument, he seems like he kind of is able to put it in a little better perspective than yeah. the rest of us. Uh, and see it from different angles, you know, and kind of like, he plays devil's advocate a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think it kind of pushes our conversations along a little faster. Yeah. And plus, he likes to run, as you can see from his T-shirt here. Yeah, he's, oh, running, he's, he's got running. an old running shirt. <laughs> is, that, is that from this weekend? Is that from today? Uh, no, that's from like, that's one of the first ones I ever did. Russell like, lives approximately ago. twelve miles away, and he runs to every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not. But, no sweat. That I did not run here. Russell does run like a maniac. Um, and Russell, what do you think about me? Uh, well, the the first one obvious is very obvious. You are the resident expert on comic books. Everything comic book related. Um, you're also more um, having trouble with the second one because a lot of what you bring is comic book related. Well, no, I won't. Um, you're also, I'm missing the obvious, you're also the, again, resident expert on autism and the latest research and news yep. that is autism related. Uh, and not just autism, but you know, like developmental, dis- I mean, occupational therapy. <clears throat> As a as a profession, I work with children with developmental disabilities, right. and so that's a big passion of mine. It's where a lot a lot of my education is is coming from, um, and so that's kind of what we all bring to the table. We talk about a lot of different topics. Obviously, uh, the way we structure it is if it's a um, if it's a whole number episode, that's when we roll the die and choose our topics. And if it's a point five episode, if you go back through and you look at our show listing. And you see all those point fives. Those are mini sods. We change them up. We do something different. Whether it's a trivia game, we've done a beer tasting in the past. We've done um, highlights of a, a marathon that we did. <laughs> Joe, are you okay over there? Yeah, I think that's the loudest <laughs> bottle of water. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I thought that was you hacking over there. Um, Joey's having some issues with this water. He doesn't know how water bottles work. Apparently, it doesn't work. Just take the cap yeah, off. Yeah, take the cap off. Okay, we're we're <laughs> we're moving right along here, folks. Joey's our water bottle expert. <laughs> we're, we're we're doing a, a bang up job on this on this video special for you guys, but um, our fiftieth episode. That thing is the. Well, this is a normal episode. That this is, is a normal episode, and gentlemen, we are also coming up on our two year anniversary of the release of the podcast. We are. That's coming yeah. up next two month in years. April. We've been doing this for two years. Um, and so it's really exciting that we've been doing this for this long. Um, we are happy to have. All of you listeners tuning in, and hopefully with our uh, our advertising here recently, that a lot of you are new listeners, if not international listeners, who maybe don't live in the states. To all our peeps out in Afghanistan, just a special shout out. Yes, we did. Um, for those of you who maybe do your own podcast or do your own Facebook page, and you looked at some Facebook marketing. If you do a global Facebook marketing campaign without a whole lot of parameters, you're going to be very interested in who gives you the most likes. Um, we here at this table would not have thought that our most like demographic for a chance conversation Facebook page would be Afghanistan, but it was. And so, um, if any of our Afghanistan Facebook page followers are tuning in, we really do appreciate y'all listening um, and having some international listeners absolutely interact with us. Let us know because you know global diversity is important to hear other points of views to understand where other people are coming from. Um, so I will say we will walk... go ahead, go ahead Rob. Rob. I was just saying we'll cut back on the ISIS jokes. <laughs> this podcast is full of ISIS jokes, uh, I, I feel like. Not really. I, I do just want to say we welcome all countries, all nationalities, and specifically if you're from either Australia or Canada, we have no back episodes. No, we do, do not. not look at anything that's numbered before 28. So if this, we, we love everybody. We love everybody, especially the Australians and the Canadians and the Mongolians. Oh, and, love the Mongolians. And, and, and the Somalians. <laughs> Um, we're huge in Mozambique, but yeah, we're, yeah. we're huge in Mozambique. No, we live, we live love Mozambique and your pristine mm-hmm. beaches. Yeah. And this episode, speaking of that, is brought to you by Pristine Beaches. 
Really? I have only been to two shores in my life. I've been to Seattle and I've been to Galveston. Those are both awful. Well, yeah, as far Seattle's as not really like a, a beach destination. <laughs> and and Galveston, as great of a destination as it is, is not known for being a very clear watered, pristine beach. No, it's not. Um, and so I'm very glad that pristine beaches all around the world have decided to use us as their official podcast. That is quite the coincidence. <laughs> it is a big coincidence. We mentioned pristine beaches a lot. I'm shocked. And they must have heard it. They must have seen our notifications <laughs> pop up on the Twitter feed, but... Uh, pristine beaches everywhere. We appreciate you. So guys. that's the only two beaches you've been to is Galveston and Houston. And Houston the only time uh, I've ever seen the ocean. Seattle. So which is the more pristine of those two beaches? Well, Seattle, the Pacific Northwest is beautiful. It's got a different because it's not a not a tropical beach in a sense that like Galveston is. You know, it's not a yeah. people don't go and I choose that term tropical for Galveston Bay. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like sandy beaches, ocean surf, right. yeah, yeah, like yeah, spring break destination kind of kind right. of things. Um, so Galveston, because it sounds like you're skirting the issue. Galveston is the more pristine of the two beaches. Yes, because I, I wasn't actually at a beach in Seattle. They were like docks and harbors. Mm-hmm. Joe, what's the most pristine beach you've been to? Uh, probably Destin, Florida. Rob, it was the bluest, anyhow. Have you ever been? What's the most pristine beach you've ever been to? I don't know. Um, for sure, I think yeah. I'm going to change my mind. I've been to uh, several beaches on the east coast, but I've been to the west coast too. Uh, around uh, San Diego and Los Angeles, but on the east coast. Uh, I have been to the Keys, but I'll say Panama City, Florida. Uh, I mean, beautiful white sand. You go out chesty, and you still see your toes. Uh, it's beautiful. Sounds good. Russell? Mine is Key West. Key West? Key West. Uh, a three for Florida. It sounds like I need to get my butt to Florida. You do. <laughs> I just figured if they're going to sponsor us, we need to spend a little bit of time showing some love right. to the pristine beaches of our and, country. And listeners out there, um, send us a tweet or use the hashtag pristine beaches and let us know what your favorite beach destination is. Um, and we might mention you in an upcoming episode. Absolutely. That works. Uh, so... Moving right along, that was our host pick, kind of a background on Chen's conversation. I know we didn't go into a lot of detail about our own personal history, but we don't often talk about yeah, all I'm of like, our personal lives. People are not that used to hear about mine, um, I'm sure. <laughs> but moving on into our next category well, for the evening. we got some personal life mentions. We do. On, we'll, on a regular basis. We'll, we'll, we'll snake them in there, here and there. <laughs> uh, social media is our next our next topic for the night. Any of you? I've got a couple things listed here. Do any of y'all have anything... Have you seen social media wise? Well, the meme of the month. Uh, yes. If anybody wanted to know what the meme of the month Very March so. is, is the the Italian meme. You know, this is how Italians do stuff. It's always oh, the, hand the, like this, right? Uh, yeah, that got officially um, as spun by a Reddit meme web page. That that's the official meme for the month. Gotcha. March. I've seen that a lot. Um, have y'all seen the, the pictures of the snake, talking about snaking stuff earlier, uh, coming out of the vent in the woman's car? She's yeah. driving down the road, and the snake starts to come out of the vent on the driver's side of the car. <laughs> and the pictures of the snake, like, hanging out of her car. And I'm thinking, I I would just drive off a cliff and do anything that I could to kill <laughs> you that snake. just jump out of the car. like I have a snake phobia. And it's crippling. I'm, I'm not a big fan of snakes myself. I've actually had a snake in a car before. It's funny that you mentioned that. No, but see, I, my, my my heart just dropped into my gut when you said that. We were getting ready to go on vacation. We had stopped somewhere to get ice. And I, we don't know how long the snake had been in the car, but I didn't notice it until we got started to get back into the car after getting the ice. And I noticed there's a snake around the door. So I'm like, get out of the car. And it was, just, it was a whole big thing. Yeah, no. Uh, it, was, it was not fun. I would be a mile down the road, but... Um, the other thing I want to talk about social media and open this up for Rob too. This year I was looking at trends in social media and the big trend they're projecting is the more use of chatbots for companies. And you know, a chatbot is an AI that interacts with somebody through a text messaging based uh, system. Yeah. And more and more companies are employing this to operate their customer service kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. send us a tweet with questions or send us an email oh, yeah. and they're using AI, not a real human, but an AI to answer a lot of that stuff. I'm sure that won't be aggravated at all. <laughs> so, uh, I'll let Rob kind of chime in. Rob, you got any thoughts on, on the use of chatbots in the, the business world? 
You know, I, I wish I had something special to contribute here, but, you know, I know that when I contacted the VA recently, they put me in with uh, some kind of chat-related software to answer my questions. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find it particularly helpful. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, that, that's just me. That's my only limited interaction with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I've chatted with the chatbot, you know, like, because I was lonely. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, for some customer service, but every time I do, it always ends up they have to get a real representative. Right. They can't answer, you know. Well, and I would I would imagine that for most companies who are looking at employing a chatbot, it's to answer a lot of those real basic, yeah. easy-to-answer questions. Or if you just open up the instruction manual, it's right, right there on the first page. You know, you know and that, that can might even cut... 90% of their call traffic off, but there's no real way to filter that except to make everyone go through the chatbot and then get referred on later. Um, which, if you think about a single chatbot software replacing the job of, you know, a team of telemarketers overseas, yeah. it can be a, it can be a budget strategy for, for big companies or small companies. Um, that's something I thought was interesting with the increased use of AI as a, uh, as a communication yeah. tool with and you can have it done for your Facebook page. So like a trans conversation Facebook page could implement a chatbot to engage right. in people who send us messages. We're not uh, going to do that to you. We're not going to do that to you. We are on a very limited budget, if budget at all. So, <laughs> I don't um, think it has anything to do with the budget. Even if we had the budget, I don't think we would. I think no. our, our listeners would be better served by us responding directly. And having a conversation. By chance. By chance. So, chance, if you're out there and you're listening... We've been waiting for two years to have a conversation with you, bud. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, social media is usually pretty quick. Entertainment. That's usually the one we really have a lot a lot to say on. Yep. Um, open the floor. Today, we went to see uh, King Kong. Uh, Kong, Skull Island. Mm. <sighs> so is he not a king yet? Is that kind of no, a... He's, 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 he's got to kiss a marry a princess, become a king. Something like that. Is that kind of how it works? Yep. Um, it's, a it's a quest for the crown. Gotcha. Is what it is. Um, it was good. I, it was entertaining. There were some things I did not like about the movie. Um, that like it didn't have Jack Black in it. No, that was a good thing. <laughs> that was a good thing. And maybe it was just an expe- expectation thing. I thought to be was going to be different than what it was, um, just based on the cast. Because uh, you've got you know Samuel L. Jackson, which. Is neither here nor there because he'll appear in any movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you have the likes of like you know Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, John, John C. Riley, John Goodman. Um, you had a really you know what I would call a stellar cast. Um, and again, I'm not saying the movie's bad. It's just things about it that I didn't like, um, especially in the early part. I thought the whoever wrote the dialogue for the movie might need a different job. The <laughs> the action part is good. I'll put it this way. If you're a fan of the, what is it called? The Fast and the Furious movies, mm-hmm. you'll probably like this movie. <laughs> Just a it's, lot of action, non, kind of. Well, well, let me ask, let me ask you this. I'm going to say there's a lot. It's, it's in one of the, it takes place in a universe where physics don't work the way they do <laughs> for us. Right. I That's a good way to put it. So, yeah. you know, That's a good way to again, put it. Again, it was very entertaining. Uh, Nick liked it. I was entertained, but it's, it's you know, you go into it, you're not expecting an Oscar material level movie. Right. But there's still stuff that takes you out of the movie. Well, you didn't think that when you were going to go see Cogs no. and Geek Skull Island. No. <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, if you're, as far as an action flick goes, yeah, it's good. Awesome. As a kid, I was always a Godzilla fan, not King Kong. Yeah, I concur. King Kong I concur. See, I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, Godzilla, he just comes out of the water, stomps a bunch of crap, and gets shot at. Isn't that the basis of King Kong? Isn't that the basis of most big monster movies? Kind of. Well, well, he gets brought to America, technically, I guess. Yeah. Does he get brought and to America in, in this one? In the traditional... King Kong movies. There's like a love story between him and Faye Ray. What's your name? Faye Ray. Thank you very much. Oh, the actress's um, name. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the character's name. No, that's, that's Faye Ray. That's yeah. Faye Ray. <laughs> well, I know that King Kong is a little older than Godzilla. Godzilla dates to more like uh, after World War Two, after the atomic test. 
Correct. 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 Godzilla is very much a, a Japanese. Uh, what is it? Kaiju? Is that not that right? Like the the Japanese monster oh, genre. I, I think it's Kai, it's K A I J U. That's uh, Kaiju, that. but it's like Mothra, Godzilla, yeah. like all that stuff was very much based off the idea of radiation and what's it going to do to us. Yeah. Um, and that's why King Kong wasn't really a radiation movie. And I he think was a things might have changed kind of monkey, right? in Kong Skull Island. Is that right? No. no. Okay, so it is like he's just a big monkey that lives on or an ape. <laughs> Excuse me. For all, yeah, our for all our eight yeah, listeners. You can call him a monkey because they call him a monkey in the movie. Oh, okay. So, well, then. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> which I will say, um, before, and I don't want to take up all the, the entertainment time, I will say, which it's been established, if you've listened to the show before, I'm not a big fan of movie trailers, um, but there are a lot of really good movies coming out. That, you know, I think um, I'm really interested in the, for some reason, the King Arthur flick. No, they're making another King uh, Arthur flick. Yeah, public it's, property for the win. <laughs> yeah. But it's got uh, and the thing that it's got Jude Law in it, uh, which I, I've always liked Jude Law uh, in just about anything he plays. Um, and there's also that uh, space movie with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Life. Jake Gyllenhaal. Life that looks really good. So there's a lot of really good. Mo- oh, and uh. I didn't. I didn't know this until very recently. I just saw like the first trailer for it like last week. They're making a chips movie, which on yes. the service, you're like, why? They make? But normally I would not be for it because some of this old stuff I don't like seeing remade because it's like eating away at my childhood. <laughs> but Michael Pena, oh my goodness, and Dak Shepard. You can't go wrong. It's going to be awesome. It, it looks, looks funny. funny. It looks very funny. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, like I said, I'm not going to take all the entertainment. But yeah, well, I'm going to jump on the big thing that's been taking up me and Joey's time a lot is Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is the new uh, PlayStation exclusive video game, I think. It's yeah. just on PS4. <laughs> um, and basically, it's a kind of a Far Cry, Cry Primal open world game, but it takes place long time in the future, or far time in the future. I'm not sure if he's the terminology right. And machines have kind of taken over as the dominant predator or species. And, and basically, humans are primitive now. Yeah. We're kind of going back to the Stone Age, so to speak, uh, using bows and arrows and spears to try to take on these big, giant, walking robot dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, it sounds kind of ridiculous as the premise, <laughs> but the, the plot on this game is phenomenal. The graphics are gorgeous. Uh, it's a really beautiful game. Uh, and to me, it's very difficult. I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a great gamer, like, you know... I find all games just super easy, you know, or, you know, I'm decent, but this game, like, I still die so much, and I, I think, well, the last time I played it, I guess, was last Tuesday, and at that point, I'd put, like, 30 hours in the game, and I would still die left to right, like, you know, usually you hit a point in the game where your gear out, you know, ways, you know, the enemy, so you kind of just kind of roll over them, you know, after a while. Right. Not so much in this game. <laughs> Very difficult to me. Rob, you got anything entertainment-wise that you've been done with? Sorry, um, I'm dealing with the plague right now. Um, yeah, Rob's on death's anybody? door. Sorry, what's that? I said Rob is on death's door. I was just explaining hey, to our hey, listeners. Yeah. Maybe you need yeah, another espresso and ice cream. <laughs> that helps. Um, now, the, the Netflix show that I've been watching is called Battlefield 1 DLC, just came out uh, on the 15th. Uh, they shall not pass. And of course, this new DLC is featuring the French Army. And uh, it, it brings a lot of new things to it. Uh, I'm going to give you just the real quick bullets on it. I was trying to send the Word document to y'all so y'all could look at uh, my little show notes here. But uh, it's got four new maps. Uh, of the four maps, I really like Rupture and Sosson and Fort DeVoe. Uh, for Dunn Heights, it basically takes place on the side of a big mountain where the forest is on fire. So that's fun. Oh, that sounds... Uh, yeah. That sounds lovely. Uh, yeah, it sounds great. And for the boat, I picture being lost inside of a giant underground complex. Uh, blind corners and shotguns. And there's also an Easter egg there for zombies. And there's a chained and locked door with the word isolation in French above it. So we don't know where they're going to go with that. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Well, you know, 
we we talked about this. I was listening to our very first episode, Hipster Zombies. Yeah. Um, and in that, Rob references the fact that every TV show he's ever loved, zombie. Sh- Rob has a zombie fear. <laughs> And he said that every TV show he ever watched has a zombie episode. Yes, and so it only point. makes sense yeah. that, that Rob, being the big, big Battlefield 1 fan that he is, that zombies will show up <laughs> and, and ruin the game for him. So, um, I'll tell you, and it's really creepy inside of Fort Devoe because the electric lights will flicker and it takes really long hallways and sometimes you'll go a couple minutes without seeing anybody and you can hear weird sounds coming from the walls. It's very creepy. Does that uh, somebody making an espresso? <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what it was. Uh, also, on the on the map, that's Suffolk. Uh, Did you say that again? Is it Suffolk? Uh, yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, this is one of the new maps that's featuring the new uh, the new behemoth, the Char 2C, which is basically a French super heavy tank, and it's free roaming, which is different from all the other behemoths. Uh, it's a monster. Yeah, technically uh, you could drive the Zeppelin, but not very well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Rupture is a really good map. It's the one that has all those pretty poppy flowers everywhere. Deep trench networks and great places for ambush. Uh, real quick before I close this out, uh, on weapons and vehicles. On weapons, uh, in the vanilla game, the weapons are unlocked via class progression and war bonds. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and this one, the weapons are unlocked uh, via achievements. Yeah, um, I think that's and that, that's gotten compliments and gripes from the players. But, like, for instance, on their Chalfat, which is universally recognized as the single worst weapon of World War I, <laughs> uh, died, of course, and their wisdom has decided to make it one of the best guns of the game. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, that makes sense. But to unlock it, you have to get 75 resupplies and also, is it score 50 kills with the Lewis low weight machine gun, or the Lewis suppressor, rather. Uh, some of those achievements are a little harder than others. Like, I've already unlocked the Chalfette. It's really good. It's the hardest hitting LMG of the game. Um, and before I close, on tank. Uh, the new shape, uh, think Shimon. I've been calling the Charmin tank, you know, because the Charmin's there, but it's Shimon, not Charmin. Uh, <laughs> but it's really long and it looks like a boat, which I feel like has confused a lot of players. Because I have seen dozens of players <laughs> take their Charmin tank out for a swim in the river and it doesn't float. <laughs> I promise you, it doesn't float. As many times as they've tried it, it won't float. That's Um, hilarious. That's funny. uh, And it's got three varieties on it. I'm only going to mention one. And it's called the gas tank. And ask any Battlefield 1 player what their least favorite thing is about Battlefield 1, and they'll tell you. Gas. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most annoying thing ever. Well, it makes sense again that Dice would add in a tank that specializes in chemical warfare. Uh, oh, that's... It, I'm, I'm looking it, forward to playing. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it does great. Um, you can actually shell, like, entire areas with gas. Oh, that's fun. And, and its alternate version of fire is this AG round uh, that kind of acts like a pinball. It's very, um, what's the word? You, you really don't know where it's going to go, honestly. You shoot it, and it's low velocity, and it bounces off stuff, and then explodes in this giant ball of shrapnel. Um, hmm. It's not great for tanks, but, I mean, you shoot it at the ground, it, it's likely to blow up behind you. You have no idea where it's going to go. It's wildly fun. This tank is a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's that's my notes on uh, the new DLC. It's a lot of fun. I would definitely check it out. So, so if you haven't... If you haven't played Battlefield 1 yet, um, go out, buy the game, download it on the PS4, however you purchase and make sure you get the new DLC. And this, uh, is, a, it's a, this is the first of four DLCs. Are gonna the drop. first of four? Yeah. So it might be worth that premium pass um, for the future games, because it sounds like they include a lot of stuff in their DLC. Yeah. Oh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. It's a whole lot 
easier to tell Frenchies than it is anybody else in this game because those pretty blue uniforms, they really, they really do stand out, okay? All right, so nice, nice blue uniforms to look for. That's, uh, that's good for me. Yeah. With the colorblind. Oh, yeah. That, that is true. It's hard for me to see people sometimes, so yeah. New listeners, Russell here is colorblind, so we, we pick on him quite a bit about his green peanut butter. Green yeah. peanut butter is awesome. Anyways. Now, Russell, can you see gray? Uh, yeah. It's not a distinction between green and gray. It's, a, it's green and orange? Red. Green and red, okay. Well, you would be fine uh, on everybody except for, you know, uh, I guess the Americans and the Brits, they kind of wear kind of a greenish color uniform. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're moving right into our is that it for entertainment, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Our favorite, or one of the most interesting um, categories that we have, the wild cards. Wild cards. Uh, wild cards. We have in this hat uh, a bunch of questions that we pose to the group. Um, some of these are from us. Some of these are from listeners. Um, some of these are from fans, family members. Uh, we try to take questions from anybody, and they can range from anything from. Some of the best in the past have been, uh, what is your favorite totalitarian dictator? <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Um, and all kinds of all kinds of fun questions. So Definitely nothing involving Mongolia. Definitely. <laughs> We've never talked about Mongolia on this podcast. So since we're doing a megasode, are we doing one each? One each. That work? Yep. All right. I guess I'll pull first. Rob, you get to pick who you want to read for you. Um, I guess let Joey read for me. Okay. And I will pick one. All right. All right. Sounds good. Here we go. Go ahead. Uh, first question up. If you could swap lives with one celebrity, who would it be? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking of like the least amount of work I gotta do. <laughs> like maybe a Kardashian. Bill Murray jumped into my mind. Bill Murray's pretty awesome. Yeah, he got to hang out with Hunter S. Thompson a whole lot. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. <laughs> what I'm thinking is pe- the celebrities. I think that's why Billy picked him. <laughs> the celebrities that get to like go out and do a lot and engage. I wouldn't want a celebrity that like shows up, does his acting gear, and then goes back home and stays. You know, secluded. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for money. Sit down. Well, didn't uh, Richard Simmons <laughs> disappear? Yeah. Maybe the Wendy's girl? <laughs> but he's back. Richard Simmons has a new podcast. I thought the podcast was Where is Richard Simmons? And oh, it's I thought about it was, finding Richard Simmons. I thought it was Richard Simmons. No, from what I understand, it's about a guy who's trying to find where Richard Simmons went. Forget I said anything. <laughs> who the heck is Richard Simmons? Exactly. Yeah. That's who, Joey wants to be Richard Simmons. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I want that image out of my head. You have to Google it later, and okay, right. yeah, we'll right. revisit the topic. Russell, you got any celebrities? I do not. I'm still thinking. Rob, you I got, got anybody? Distracted by the conversation. I was kind of torn on this one, and I, I think it's just because I like the guy. I'm going to go with Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, <laughs> interesting pick. That's a very, interesting very pick. interesting pick. Huh. Well. He's the kind of celebrity I'd want to be. He's a common guy, but at the same time, you know, uh, and he's quirky. I, I was almost going to go with Christopher Walken, uh, but I, I feel like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, great, great, great actor, uh, great guy. Bill Murray. Oh, yeah, that's right. You said Bill Murray. And we're waiting on me. I have yeah. no idea. I said the Wendy's girl. Uh, you want to take uh, old Christopher Walken from Rob? No, I will just go with... Um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Ryan he's, Reynolds. He's killing it. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds would be a fun life right now. He is. He gets a lot of crap for you know some of his other, other movies, but some of that was his fault. I think he'd be too tired to be him. I can do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I definitely could do my stunts. <laughs> Sorry. Even that. I just, the, just the, imagine if he tried to do stuff. I'm picturing right Joey in the, the Green Lantern outfit or trying to be Deadpool and doing backflips. And... Either that or Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. He had his fun when he was young, kind of went away for a while, and made one heck of a comeback. You see, being so, the comic book nerd that I am, I was thinking like Henry Cavill or Chris Evans, but like, I don't want to spend three hours a day in the gym. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. So, so maybe, yeah. I'm like Bill Murray. Bill Murray sounds sounds pretty pretty good life. That's true. I didn't think about that. But I think you're saying Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he does some some karate stuff for personal health reasons, but he's not like you know, he's not the the beefcake that the other guys. Well, are. I'm sure he has to be in a certain shape to make the movie. Oh yeah, but not not no, rippling biceps of Chris Hemsworth. Henry Cavill. <laughs> We lost the last 20 minutes. The The computer shut down and we didn't realize it. And it came in mid-talk, so we missed a lot of that headline, I think. But anyways, uh, we're catching on. Guys, we do apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, for the issues. Always. That, always. Uh, we're having we're having two issues tonight. We're not a professional podcasting company, uh, but we do appreciate y'all. Well, we have the whole thing on video, though. We so do have the whole thing on video. Maybe we can splice in some audio. <laughs> <laughs> Russell's looking forward to that. Uh, well, no, I mean, you know, we're trying, like, like Bill said, we're, we're still trying to figure this out. This is our first, or first, or this is our second video, and we were trying different things this time because of the problems we had the first time. So, yeah, maybe in the third video we'll we'll get a few more things ironed out. But just be patient with us. We're trying to give you more and different content. Uh, so, just bear with us. Still in the early stages. So, Billy, you want to do the big six? Yeah, let's do the big six. Let's hit those real quick um, and tie it off. Anybody got something for our big six? Anybody at all? <laughs> I've got I, two. Uh, I did well on all my midterms. I, I got uh, a B on my neuro practical and a B on my neuro lecture, which is awesome. And I got an A in theory, so I was pretty happy about that. Congratulations, Rob. Um, on my big six, I had. Um, have y'all seen? This is just something that's all interesting that came up on the TED Talks. Uh, what's called the conservation cemeteries? What, like turning into a tree? The basic idea is that they bury you. They don't pump you full of formaldehyde. They don't put makeup and stuff on you. They bury you natural, usually in like a woven basket or something that's biodegradable. And they plant you in a forest. And once you're planted in this forest, it becomes a, a sacred site. They can't cut down the trees because it's a cemetery, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a preserved, I can't remember the, the terminology for it, but the idea is that they're wanting to plant people in these forests to help get like to a way to get ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Tree spirits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tree spirits. Uh, but it's kind of an interesting idea because, you know, we are running out of space on this planet. Uh, and plus, uh, as, in the words of Carl Pilkington, Cemeteries get all the best land. You know, he's like, put the cemetery in the back, the crappy side of town. He's like, you know, he goes, I always get the hill overlooking the town. <laughs> but but the idea is that, you know, you use the cemeteries as a way that you don't just take up space and resources because right. your body's not going anywhere. It's rotting inside of a metal box that's encased in concrete yeah. and it's staying there forever. Yeah. Like it's taking up space, it's taking up land, it's taking up all these things, these resources that you're spending to make the metal, to make the concrete. To, and you're looking at your your carbon footprint, so to speak. Mm. Your your death has an impact on, on on the world. But it's interesting, kind of, to think about different ways to go back to burying, uh, to to reengage, kind of some of that. The Middle Ages just throw you in a ditch. <laughs> I like the idea on the surface, but then I disagree with the fact that it's a protected land. Because you're still just taking that land. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's trees on it, so I guess that's a good thing. But but the idea if is they that can't do anything on or with that land. You're still losing that space that the cemetery would take up. 
True, but with a cemetery, a cemetery is manicured, it's covered in concrete, tombstones, no, and all these it. things. I get it. Whereas the forest produces space for wildlife and oxygen to breathe, and, and that's oh, yeah. kind of their that's kind of their justification of it. Not that you can't use that land forever for industrial purposes, but that you're preserving forests and you're preserving woods and net and wildlife sanctuaries, and that you can build not necessarily keep somebody from building a parking lot so you bury some people out there, but help preserve some of our parks, some of our areas that, that we're trying to keep intact and not affected by the outside world. No, like I said, I'm, I'm fine with Russell hates trees is what it comes down to, folks. No, it's just because I've always, you know, kind of had a problem with the whole vault type cemetery thing. Like you said, it's just a big hunk of metal and concrete in the ground that isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You don't go back into the life cycle, as it were. You know, and there, yeah. there's to me, there's something beautifully poetic about the idea that you come from nothing and you can go back into into yeah. the world, and, and you don't have that when you're, like I said, encased. Number one, pump full of formaldehyde and, and coated in makeup. And <laughs> well, that's the thing. Even though you're embalmed, you're still going to decompose. Right. It's going to happen yeah. either way. And I understand protecting the body from you know animals digging it up or whatever, but. Um, just the depth of the grave should do that. Yeah. Um, I've always said just put me in a pine box and I'm fine because yeah. I'm dead. I'm not going to care. So, right. yeah, I mean, well, so I, the, I get it. One of the early arguments for where you're, you're what we call now a traditional burial, which is the the, the metal uh, metal casket, the, the, the concrete tomb, is that it prevents plagues and stuff from spreading as your body decays and the bacteria and stuff you don't want all that going out of count but it's important that we know today that there's a very big difference between bacteria that causes decomposition and the bacteria that causes plagues and sickness those are two very different species or you know uh strains of bacteria they're not the same um yeah russell you got anything big six um it's it's been a while since I've mentioned anything running related, and I'm I don't I'm not bragging in any way. Russell's just, bragging. Perfect no, it's it's an accomplishment for me. So you have I'm, a medal in your pocket. I did not. On it. I can I can bring it if you want me to. But <laughs> I did complete um, last month my first half marathon. And how many miles is that? Thirteen point one. So that is a run from here to your house. Exactly. Well, I passed that because I think it's only eight from here, isn't it? Dang. Right. So, Where was it at? It was in Texarkana. Run the line half marathon. You run all the way around Texarkana and on both I was like, surely y'all are not running down the state line. <laughs> well, part of it was. I was like, at the very end down there, towards the post office, oh, you get gotcha. on the state line. But they got, you know, blocked off. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just running down the, uh, the mid, um, yeah, the turn lane. Mm -hmm. Well, I can tell you um, for, for y'all, a good reference is it's a little bit longer than running from my house. All the way to Ashdown High School and back. Jeez. Because that's about 12 miles. Just over 12 miles. Have you been running that? Uh, I ran that yesterday. So you're running to the Ashdown High School and back in the mornings? On, on Saturdays, my long runs, yes. And how long does it take you to run from your house to the Ashdown High School? And back? And back, yeah. yeah. Two hours. <laughs> Uh, I couldn't even walk for two hours. No, no, <laughs> no, and believe me, I mean, you I don't know, like what? to sit in a car that long, <laughs> no, right? I've, 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 I just celebrated or celebrated. I just passed the two-year mark of when I started running, which y'all can go back and listen to the podcast. I, well, we talked about me just starting to run then. Yeah. Um. Are we still? Yeah, we're still recording. Uh -huh. I zoomed out. Um. And if you had told me any time before that that I would be running a mile, I would have said you were crazy. I mean, it's just, it's weird the way things work out. So, Rob, you've I mean, been running a lot? No. You've no, been making use, been, you've been making use of that uh, hyper center? What's that? You've been making use of the gym there at, at college? I started out at the beginning of the semester using the gym, but honestly, the semester, the semester has gotten so crazy, uh, I've hardly had time to sleep, let alone hit the well, gym. You haven't had time to talk to us, so we understand <laughs> We understand you're busy. I'm, I'm messing with you, Rob. Joe, you got anything for us, bud? Mm. Oh, you had a you had a pretty phenomenal show the other night, last night. Oh, yeah. yeah Friday yeah. night. Friday night, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we played in Shreveport. This place called Bush Nookies. It's on Highland. Little dive bar. Uh, we had four or five uh, bands come out and play. 
somebody threw a couch cushion through a ceiling, which was interesting. Knocked out uh, several of the tiles, you know, that go up in the ceiling. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to get invited back. I feel like that was going to get blamed on us, even though I don't think any of our friends did. <laughs> gotcha. The big St. Paddy's Day show. Yeah. Uh, and what, what, what? And we actually were mentioned in the uh, Shreveport newspaper as one of the top ten things to do in Shreveport for St. Patrick's Day. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how, but somehow we didn't How many different bands were playing? On that that night, uh, there was five. There was five of you. Mm-hmm. I knew there. I knew you were playing like a kind of a yeah a longer night of a show. Do you know? And I'm sorry if it, if it turned out horribly wrong from the last time I saw it. But um, how did y'all end up doing in that best band in the architects thing? Oh, uh, it is today. Uh, as of right now, we're ahead. They're ahead by like two point eight percent. You're in yeah. first place. That's sweet. Yeah. Uh, basically, they're doing like a final four. There's four groups. Everybody's voting here, and then the top from each one of the groups moves on to the final four voting. So yeah. after yeah. after today, Joey, if they win, knock on yeah. wood, but they move on, and now they're in con- not with there's like 12, 13 bands that you're up against right now. Yeah, in that certain group. And yeah. that group, I think overall, and then, like fifty. And then when you move up, you just up against yeah. three other bands. Yeah, and then it gets kind of taxing. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. But very happy win, we get to talk on the radio, which is funny because it's the pop station, which I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's still pretty cool. <laughs> exposure, exposure, buddy. Um, and I guess I, I'll go ahead and put in, I'm, I'm looking at my big six so far. We got four. And so far, they've been all achievements for you, except for mine. Talk about cemeteries. So I'm going to throw in a fifth. Um, little baby Adeline's coming along. Ooh, um, yeah. We're getting the nursery done. We have another doctor appointment Tuesday. Um, so in May I'm going to be a daddy for the first time. So um, awesome. that'll tie tie fatherhood up on the podcast a little bit. But <laughs> that we know of. Um, that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I'll throw that out there. And now we need a sixth. Rob, give us something. You got something bad for us, Rob? Anybody got something really awful and terrible for our sixth spot? Well, I will throw in a third big six. Go for it. Have y'all seen the trend in the zoo killings in the news the last few? Yeah, what is up with that? Like someone killed a flamingo and a rhino and yeah. a hippopot. Like all over the world, people are breaking into zoos and killing animals. Um, and I think it was Paris, they broke in and killed a rhino and cut off its horn. In South America, I do believe, somebody, bro- and this has been a few months back, broke into an exhibit and stabbed a hippopotamus to death. I'm sorry. And, yeah. I mean, it's not it's, funny. No. It's not funny, but, but it's uh, ludicrous. Like it's absurd. Yeah. Until he said to death. <laughs> All I got really quickly was somebody broke in and stabbed a hippopotamus. And it's, I don't know. It's, oh, it's not oh, yeah. funny. It's not funny. But, but can you imagine how many times you got stabbed a hippopotamus? Right. Like you got to stab. And the sad thing is, like the hippopotamus is mostly an aquatic animal. So I think it went through the next day pretty good far before people began to notice that the hippo was dead in yeah. the water. I mean, because Murky water, it's underwater right. a lot of its life. Like, I don't, I might be wrong on that. I think it was early in the morning. Ridiculous. But, <laughs> but it's just weird. Like, it's, and it's a weird thing that all of a sudden happened a whole, enough to make a trend on the news that you're yeah. like, what's the, anyways, that's something I had written down on headlines, but I thought I'd mention it. Uh, but, mention and it yet, here. and I, maybe I shouldn't even say anything. And yet, this is the first I'm hearing about that, but some dude kills a lion named Cecil. And the whole world blows up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and that, that's what, and that, I guess to get back to social media, that's what social media does to the news cycle, is it gets sensationalized. And I mean that in a way that if everybody jumps on board, it's important. But if nobody cares, it's not important. And whether or not, whether or not people are surrounding it and, and, and building up on it doesn't make it important or not. It's important that someone broke into a zoo and killed an animal. Yeah. Isn't important that something that is in a spot for the most part, with most zoos, to be preserved and protected is not. Well, and on that note, there are a lot of zoos that are shutting down. Yeah. They're closing just from the, the humanitarian side of it. It's not right. a profit thing. It's a, they're closing it down and releasing the animals into the wild, not just right there. Yeah. 
I'm not really sure how that works, but uh, <laughs> well, no, the Facebook post is just a link to the the streaming from Libsyn. Okay, Libsyn is our podcasting host. Libsyn, we appreciate all you guys do for us. Absolutely, um, and um, you can always stream directly from there if you don't have a podcasting app that you use. If you have one that you use that we're not on, let us know there too. Yep. Uh, we're going to be hopefully posting this video. If everything works, cross fingers, knock on wood, um, ring around the rosy, whatever you do for good luck. And uh, <laughs> is that not a thing? That's not a thing. <laughs> Listeners, if you Isn't ring around the rosy. Does something to do with the plague or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want the plague. Uh, Bob has the plague. Well, that's why I'm ringing around rosies. No. Anyways, guys, we appreciate y'all for listening, for tuning in, for watching the video, for listening to the podcast. Share with your friends. Uh, almost any podcasting app has that share function that you can send uh, via Facebook or... <laughs> Sorry. Bird just flew into our window. So, uh, anyways, that's it, I guess. Subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a tweet. Send us a Facebook message. Uh, or wait to hear your comments, feedback. Give us, send us uh, wild cards, the whole shebang. The whole enchiladas. Enjoy your burritos, etc., etc., etc. Signing off. Um, You're in trouble with good night. Good luck. Y'all gonna have to cut me off here. I'm, 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 <laughs> you gotta let go. I'm Bye, spiraling. Everybody. I'm spiraling. All right, we'll, we'll see y'all later. Uh, buenas noches. Thanks, guys. Later, folks.